This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by yours truly, Matty Ice, and brought to you by Matty Ice Media. I'm loving this new cadence, folks. It's opened up a lot of time for me to think about the content that I'm putting out. It's opened up a lot of time for my life and other, you know, other ventures, but it's also allowing me the freedom to still do this. Um, I still love podcasting. I still love the fact that my voice and name is out there. It's kind of crazy, right? Like, I don't know if any of you listening have ever done anything like this that has felt so exposed the way that this podcast has. And granted, my listenership is not nearly what I would like it, but I'm slowly gaining some traction with the followers that I do have. And I do want to say that I appreciate that. Uh, Life is very, very short, right? We don't get more than one of them. And sometimes we spend a lot of our life trying to figure out what we should be doing rather than just going out and doing it. So something I want to share. But before, uh, please remember to subscribe to the show, rate, review, you know, share the show. It means a lot. Um, You know, it, it. I'm trying to continue to put out content as much as I can uh, in this ever busy life that I have. But uh, the more subscribes that I get, the more pleasure I think that you will get as a as a listener because it only helps the show grow. But this week I was faced with an interesting uh, juxtaposition, so to speak. So, and I don't know uh, if if my mom listens to this show, and I don't know about any family members who listen to it, but. I don't shy away from talking about the real world as it relates to familial relationships because, as many of you know, they're complicated, right? Um, you, sometimes we go through these periods with people that we love and people that are close to us, and we go through estrangements. Um, my birth mother and I have had a very complicated relationship in adulthood. Ever since I left town, came to the D.C. area, and kind of started a life of my own, my mother and I started to have a deteriorating relationship. It became toxic because my mom really couldn't figure out, I don't think, what she wanted. She moved out to California. She still relied on me to do a lot of things. And so much of that was predicated on how she was brought up. My grandmother was a single mother from early on, having three kids. Uh, my grandfather was an alcoholic when you know he was married to my grandmother. Uh, and he left them, right? He was not a totally absent father, but for sure, you know, he was abusive due to his alcoholism. And, um, you know, he was not somebody that they could be around. He sobered up, became a, a good person. And I got to know him later in life. And I found out some, you know, some of the things that happened as a part of his you know, recovery. But my grandmother took a lot of stress on. Uh, my mom and her sisters had to take on a lot of that stress. It was projected on them in ways that when I think back on it, the stories that they told me about their upbringing, you know, it makes a lot of sense as to why a lot of the relationships have been so up and down and toxic between themselves. Um, And my mom and I, unfortunately, kind of got that bug a little bit, where she started projecting her insecurities on me. uh, And it kind of came to a head when I met my wife. Uh, My mom did not want me to really be with anybody that wasn't her. In her mind, uh, she should be the most important person in my life. And I just want to say out front, as a parent, um, you know, I want my children to respect me. I want my son to respect me. But I also want him to know that my job as a parent is not to mold him in my image. It is to prepare him to be himself, and go out in the world and be whoever he wants to be and do what he wants, knowing what the world has to offer 
and knowing that we all make decisions. Sometimes we make decisions that don't work out, but I'm preparing him for that, preparing him for being a good person, a decent person. Um, and my mom was kind of the opposite a little bit. So we had an estrangement. Uh, my mother had breast cancer. She recovered during this during this estrangement, excuse me. Uh, but we didn't talk for many years. She did not come to my wedding and um, we did not have any contact for over five years. And in that time period, I grew up. And I say I grew up in that I became who I always wanted to be. I found so much of myself in that estrangement. And I think to her credit, she was able to mend fences with people in her life. She was able to uh, find herself in a way and sort of forge a path for herself. But I found out this week, we called her, she has terminal brain cancer, geoblastoma it's called, uh, and we knew that eventually that the disease would overtake her. She has been surviving with it since October of 2019, multiple surgeries, she's been on chemo, um, and we were reconnected with each other in June of 2020 during the pandemic, at the height of the pandemic, and at the height of the newborn phase, which was um, challenging to say the least. And one of the things my mom always wanted was to be a grandmother. Uh, and when we reconnected with her, she was in a good place. She was receiving treatment. She would feel a little bit weird, but then she would, you know, she'd come out of it. Um, and then at the end of last year, at the end of 2020, she had what we all know now was a, a stroke. And she's been deteriorating since then. She has been in a rehab facility since April sometime. Um, and she has basically lost the function of her left side. She cannot get up by herself. Uh, she has been left sort of not a vegetable per se because she obviously knows who she is. She knows where she is and she's able to talk to you. But physically speaking, she's not able to take care of herself. Um, during her appointment the other day, she found out that they were recommending that she go off of chemotherapy and that they look at palliative care and hospice care going forward. So we talked to her and she gives me this news and she kind of gives it to us in a way that doesn't sound quite like what I took it as. Um, I took it as when I hear hospice, and I don't know if you're listening and you have had experiences with death or uh, family members who have gone into hospice, you know that generally speaking, it is the last place that people go to keep them comfortable before they pass away. And when I hear hospice, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that the doctors, her oncologists are saying to her, uh, the treatment is actually doing you more harm than good and we think that you need to be under hospice care. Now, one thing that they haven't said, I mean, they, that is that, you know, we're, we think you're going to die soon. There has been no talk about that. Um, I think most of, the, most of this has been, look, the, the treatment is actually doing you a disservice. It's not shrinking what you're looking at, but um, what has it done for me? Well, it's made me realize that I'm now up against the first true sense of loss that I could possibly have in this lifetime. Sure, I have experienced death in some semblance of or fashion. Uh, grandparents passing away is one thing, um, but I have not yet had a parent pass away. I've come close. My father was in the hospital in 2019 in a way that we thought it was going to be very, very bad. Uh, he has since come out of it and has you know, rebounded so wonderfully, and that makes me very happy. But when I think about this and process this, I'm staring now at my mother potentially looking at the last part of her life. It's conflicting for me. It's conflicting because I still haven't processed a lot of what we went through 
before the reconciliation. To be fair, we never really had a reconciliation. And to be fair, I never told her that I didn't feel like we truly came to peace. We said we were going to put things behind us. But I did an episode about forgiveness. I did an episode about how easy is it to forget what somebody did? What is the difference between forgiveness and forgetting, right? I'm not sure. But as a human being, just as a human being, finding out that somebody is coming up on their death or seemingly coming up on their death. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Perhaps this is me completely overreacting and having no idea what the future holds for her. But it certainly doesn't sound good, right? It certainly sounds like they are preparing for the worst, but we don't really know just yet. But I'm thinking about it this way because how could you not? How could you not be told that treatment is stopping for something that has kept her alive, but you know in the back of your mind that, well, there's no treatment. So what does that mean, right? It means that the cancer is allowed to just do whatever it wants. One thing that we know is that chemotherapy uh, keeps cancer at bay and sometimes eradicates it. Sometimes, not all the time. And we know how many people die of cancer every year. But what is this really about? What is this episode really about? It's about me sharing this part of my life with you. A lot of times when I come up with content, I'm trying to come up with something that's topical, trying to come up with something that's on my mind that other people can relate with. But sometimes, Soulfully Casual in and of itself is about me sharing myself with you in a way that is vulnerable, in a way that is transparent and real, because that's who I am. I'm Matty Ice, but I'm also somebody else, right? I have a name. Um, I'm not just a persona. Matty Ice is not some persona that I put out for you. I'm who I am. Last episode, I talked about COVID, talked about the vaccine, pretending to save people that wouldn't do the same thing for me. I struggle with a lot of things. Being a good human being in and of itself seems like an easy thing to do. And it is in a lot of ways. It's easy to take care of your neighbor. It's easy to be a good person in some semblance, to not, you know, beat women, to not you know, kill people. These are things that seem easy for most people. But it's the stuff in the margins that gets really, really hard. And this is something that's very conflicting for me. I will be honest with you. I thought that I had processed so much about what happened with my mom to the point that I was strong and said, you know what? I'm good with it. And you know, I think if we had never reconnected and I found out that she'd passed away, I truly believe that I would have been good with it. I think that would have been the best outcome because I came to peace a long time ago. I mourned her. I mourned that relationship. You can go through grief and somebody may not have died. I went through grief with all of that. And you know what the grief is about? The grief to me is about lost time. I was talking with Cleveland today about happenings in life and we were talking about something silly and it's like time of commute. Where you buy your house? I bought my house in a place that was a 20 minute commute door to door uh, each way to work because that was something that meant a lot to me. I know a lot of people who have purchased houses for cheaper than what I paid who live like an hour or more away from where we work and they talk about their commutes and we do the math and think about how much time do we do we waste commuting to and from places to work right start doing the math if you have an hour commute five days a week times 52 weeks a year that time adds up you end up spending the equivalent of like three months of work time in the car you don't even think about that right 
like it's a long, long time that you're sitting in the car. The opportunity cost of our time is the highest opportunity cost of anything that we have. When you lose your time, it's not something you can get back. Time, life, it's the only thing that you get one of. So when I think about my mom and I think about five years, actually six, even if you count this last year, not being able to see her because of COVID-19 and also knowing that I'm not sure she really knew who I was to begin with. And I don't really know if she knows who I am now. I get the sense that my mom is living with a lot of regret. I get the sense that as she is coming to the end of her life, she knows that there is so much that she has lost and that we have lost together. My mom and I can't get that time back. We can't. And that's what, quite frankly, pisses me off the most is that she was more willing to spend five years be feeling right, feeling like she won some stupid battle over something that should never have mattered in the first place, right? It should never have fucking mattered. And instead, she wanted to be right. And then when she's told that she has brain cancer, that's when she decides she wants to come back because, and you know what? We visited her and she said, I wanted to make sure you didn't have any regret. Fuck you. No offense. <laughs> this is cathartic for me, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I'll ever say this to her because when I look at the end of somebody's life, I truly believe that unless you are like Adolf Hitler or somebody that deserves to be basically beaten into the ground as you're dying, it feels like beating a dead horse to tell her all these things. But this podcast exists again for me to have a catharsis sometime. Sure, I have a lot of fun in a lot of other venues. I'll come on here and talk about Loki. I'll come on here and talk about something silly, top fives, top five muffins, shit like that. It's who I am, right? I do love that silly stuff. But in the end of the day, I am who I am. I'm a human and I'm conflicted about this. On the one hand, as a fellow human being, you never want to see somebody's life come to an end, especially premature. She's only 60 years old. 60 is young still by today's uh, standards. Hell, our president is 78 years old. Our former president is like 75 years old. Our lifespans are increasing. And my mom is not going to get that chance, it doesn't seem like. She's not going to get a chance to right so many of the wrongs, to have memories anymore, because her body has failed her. That's sad, isn't it? To think about your body failing you, to think about the end of your life. It's even more sad to think about what is she leaving behind? I think that's the part that I don't quite know. What is she leaving behind? Sure, she's leaving me behind. She's leaving her sisters behind. But what's her legacy going to be? And I think about this a lot, actually. I think about what is my legacy? What am I leaving behind? Do you know what you're leaving behind? What would people that you know say about you if you died today? What would you leave behind? Would anybody care? Right? And it's not me being like super depressed and emo, but it's true. How often do we think about that? What is it that uh, Russell Crowe said in Gladiator? What we do in life echoes through eternity. Isn't that true though? Right? We say karma's a bitch all the time. But what does that truly mean? Because most people, I think, do the best that they can to be good people. I think most people go through their lives trying not to be an asshole. And I think that even so, my mom never quite got it. She never quite understood what it meant to love unconditionally, even as a parent. You think that sounds crazy? 
But there are a lot of parents who are just parents in that word. They're parents by definition. They're not parents in the spirit of the law. I talked about that in my Mother's Day episode, how there's more than one way to be a mother. There's more than one way to parent somebody. Nature versus nurture, right? All that shit. There's more than one way. But there is always the way of unconditional love. And generally speaking, between a mother and a child, that's what should exist. Always. The unconditional love that a parent has for their child. From day one. From day one when my son was born. I loved him unconditionally. I look at him today, 17 months later. I love him just as much, if not more, than I did on day one. From the first time I held him, I knew that there was nothing that he could do that would ever make me not love him. And there was nothing that he could do that would ever make me push him away. Will we get upset with each other? You you bet, right? You bet. Will we both make mistakes? Absolutely. Absolutely. As parents, it's so hard because it's it's like, I understand that now. I understand that parents have a tough job, especially as their kids get older, especially when they become teenagers. And you are trying to understand the world that they live in while also trying to guide them down that world. And it's hard because you are not in that world anymore. You're not immersed in that world. You know what it was like to be a teenager when you were a teenager. But when my son is a teenager, I'm going to be in my 50s. It's going to have been 40 years since I was a teenager. But I want to understand the world that he lives in because I love him unconditionally. You know what? Now that my mother is looking at what could be the last phase of her life, I wonder to myself, has she ever loved me unconditionally? Will she ever? Is there time for that? Can we reconcile? I have so many questions and I'm conflicted because I want to say to myself, you know what? She earned this. She earned the right for me to not give a shit, but I do give a shit. I do give a shit because in the end, there's only one mother that you have. And while my mother did a lot of things to me as an adult, she did raise me very well to be prepared for where I am today. Sure, there are things that I wish she did a little bit differently, ways in which I wished that she didn't emotionally scar me, but she never beat me. She always fed me, always clothed me. We had a roof over our head and she supported me. You can nitpick a lot of things about our parents, but those are the things that you want most out of your parents. And you know what? She did love me, but it will always make me wonder if that love was always with conditions. There were always strings attached. Did you love me if I fall, fell in line to what you wanted me to be? Did you love me for who I was? Who I am because who I am is always who I want it to be and one thing that stinks sometimes is that at 38 years old I'm finally living my dream and there are some days that I go through this podcast and I think I love what I'm doing but is it too late did I wait too long right did I wait too long to fulfill this dream can I ever make this work and one thing I'm gonna have to come to grips with is my mother will never ever be who I want her to be. It's not really her job to conform to what I want her to be. What I have to do is come to grips and come to peace with where we are today. Saying my piece here is a piece of the puzzle. I know that I should say this to her in person. I don't know if I'll get the chance. Is this something that you can say over the phone, right? Is this something that you can just 
put in a text message. To me, this is such an organic conversation that needs to be had in the moment. It needs to be had person to person so she can see my emotion and I can hear her reaction because she is allowed a reaction. She does have that right. Um, I don't know if that reaction will be a good one or not. Like, I'm worried about that too. But anyway, uh, this has been a really heavy week for me. I know that the first episode this week on Monday talked about my my hesitation and reservations about going back to the lockdown. Uh, And this week with this news, I don't really know where my head's at when it comes to certain things. But Soulfully Casual is the place to talk about this stuff. Have you ever lost a parent? If you listened, do you have a toxic relationship with one or both of your parents? How do you cope with it? How do you cope with it? I thought I coped with it for years, and maybe I haven't truly. It's hard. Because in life, you want to be able to go to your parents, first and foremost, to comfort you, to love you, right? To shelter you from the bad things in life. That's what they do so much of your childhood, or what they're supposed to do. And then when you find out that your parent is almost like your enemy, sort of, it's hard. It's hard to go back. My mother is facing mortality. We will all face it at some point. I know I will. I have no idea when, but I know that I will. And what I hope, and I hope this for all of you too, is that when you are reaching the point that my mother is reaching, that you can look back on your life and know that you did the best that you could and left a legacy worth remembering. I want to say thank you to everybody who listened to this episode. It's very personal for me, and maybe it doesn't relate to you. But if it does, let me know. Uh, MattySmedia at gmail.com is the email you can find me at. Soulfully Casual Podcast on Instagram. Uh, please like, subscribe, rate, review. It means a lot. And just connect with me. Let me know how you felt about grief. Let me know about how you felt about a relationship that fell apart that you wish that you could get back or bring back. Life is fleeting, folks. We only get one of it. So go out there. Do the best that you can. Be the best person that you can be. And live life to the fullest because it's true and one day when you're near your deathbed hopefully you'll feel good about the life that you led i appreciate everybody's time this week Uh, have a great weekend i'll talk to you on monday be blessed soulfully casual is exclusively owned by maddie ice and is brought to you by maddie ice media